David Carpentier, today's guest, is the co-founder and CEO of Assurely, a venture-backed insurance company that provides DNO insurance to crowdfunding issuers, benefiting both investors and entrepreneurs in the bargain. He'll share insights about his work and his superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show, where we empower you. David, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. It's just a thrill to be able to talk to you about some of the things you're doing because you are really disrupting uh, insurance for small businesses in America. I'm I'm excited. This, oh, is, I, I this is a big I deal. Um, yeah. yeah, I think if we do it right, it should be a big deal. Um, you know, it's interesting. We we not to not to be uh, disagreeing from the beginning, but so we actually have a, a we aren't allowed internally to use the word disrupt. It's, it's more, we, we try to focus on the evolution and, and you know, I think you're going to hear a little bit about the why behind that, but yeah, yeah for, as it relates to small businesses, we're really excited with the work we're doing and more importantly, the stuff we're working on that's going to be available in the next couple of years. Yeah. Well, you know, for the record here, uh, I'm using uh, a Surely's Tiger Mark product on my crowdfunding. Well, for my business, the, the Super Crowd Inc., which is conducting a crowdfunding campaign to raise money under regulation crowdfunding. And it's that product, I think you call it Tiger Mark, mm-hmm. that really is disruptive because until you created Tiger Mark, there really was no way to get proper insurance for the risks associated with undertaking a, a crowdfunding campaign. So tell us about how it works and what it is and all that. Give us kind of the, the basics here to start. Uh, okay, great. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the, of the why behind it, right? Mm-hmm. So when we looked at investment crowdfunding, we saw a massive uh, industry that was at its inception, right? And so we take $1.7 trillion of of uh, private securities in the United States that is starting to migrate towards digitization, leveraging technology and the internet to accomplish all of the operations, all the value propositions, all the stuff of why private private securities exist. Um, we said, okay, cool. This is this is new. This is interesting. And when new and interesting uh, industries and, and markets evolve, um, all the relevant service providers need to adjust to that insurance not uh doesn't get a pass on that and so tiger mark was simply an adjustment of the relevant insurance and protections needed to help enable a industry to grow flourish and be safer for all all the various participants so that was the why behind it um the tangible pieces there's a couple there's a couple things that the traditional or the incumbent or existing insurance policies just didn't support. Um, a simple one was when you are raising capital as an issuer or as an issuer, as a, as a company raising capital and leveraging fraud funding or some derivative of capital raising through technology or the internet. There's certain things like uh, inviting and uh, inviting um, what the SEC calls uh, uh, unaccredited investors, right? Or um, using the internet, uh, what the SEC calls general solicitation, which is just mass marketing. To the insurance world, the folks said, hey, that looks like an IPO to me. 
I'm out. I'm out mm -hmm. um, because IPO risk is very expensive, very difficult, yada, yada. Um, or if you're not out, it's going to be priced like an IPO. If you're raising a couple hundred thousand dollars or a couple million dollars, uh, the cost of IPO insurance is cost prohibitive. So yeah. therein lies, we needed to do something different. And so that was kind of the what, the why. Uh, so it's comprehensive directors and officers insurance with a couple key insuring clauses, particularly uh, it is the only directors and officers insurance policy that, that I'm aware of that protects companies from investor claims. Um, that's one, but then there's all kinds of other bells and whistles, marketing benefit for the investors, um, the intermediaries that support, there's some, there's some coverage and, and protection there. So Pretty complex product, uh, but the short answer, it is an adjustment to a traditional directors and officers product that also has a key benefit for investors um, that want to participate and invest in, the, in these companies. Let's, let's drill down on that just a little bit. Uh, if you're looking at two identical crowdfunding offerings, you know, mm -hmm. you're on WeFunder and you're trying to pick between A and B doesn't happen very often this way, but if you're looking yeah. at two almost identical offerings, uh, one has insurance, one doesn't. Tell us about what that difference means to an investor. What what are the circumstances? Because there are still a lot of things. I mean, the, the business can still fail and you don't get your money. This doesn't 100%. guarantee you get your money, but what, what does it cover for yeah, investors? Yeah. Uh, so first and foremost, um, the, the symbol of Tiger Mark, when you see it on an offering page, um, is not investment advice and should not be treated as such. There is my compliance. Uh, and so um, we proactively had conversations with, uh, with FINRA about that. Um, so there is our disclaimer, big red flashing red lights. Um, Again, it's not for a long-winded answer, but when you look at these major industries, e, you know, shopping when when eBay evolved um, in the early two thousands, the sharing economy with Airbnb and Uber, what happens is when a symbol of trust and some protection that or some some guarantee, for lack of a better word, comes into play into these new online transactions, that's what really unlocks widespread adoption. Right. There's going to be first. There's going to be first movers, early adopters that are like uh, risk. Don't matter to me. I think this is cool. I'm in. And then there's you know the general public that say, okay, cool. I I, I need some. I need some 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 safety, some comfort, some confidence. So what you're going to see from a traditional insurance policy, um, directors and officers, uh, is that you are not going to say, investor one seven. Or raises their hand and say, I'm having a bad hair day. And with great hair like yours, I assume this is not what, what yours is going to be. <laughs> but for whatever reason, it can be, I just want my money back. We're actually seeing this a lot in um, with a certain subset of, of users. But I just want my money back, whether it's relevant or not, whether it's an insurance claim or not, they, they, they deserve it or not. But that happens, right? There's the ability for the insurance policy to... to to satisfy that quote-unquote refund, um, which is unique to anybody else. So I can be an investor. I can say, I'm suing you for my money, right? 
Diagamark is the only insurance policy that supports that. Or I can say, I'm not suing you, but I just want my money back. And I'm going to be a squeaky wheel. And I'm going to create a lot of commotion for you, Mr. and Mrs. Company. Um, and Tiger Mark has what's called the investor benefit, that the insurance policy has the opportunity to return the principal investment to the investor um, as part of the uh, insurance, one of the, is, is a part of one of the insurance clauses within policy. So hopefully that wasn't too complicated. There's two things if you're lining up. One, it protects the company from lawsuits from the investors or just complaints. And then from an investor perspective, it should give them the confidence to say, hey, I'm not worried about them running away from my money. I'm not, I'm not uh, worried about them saying they're going to build XYZ company and they end up, I don't know, building a smoothie shop that I have zero interest in, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's basically stealing or theft, um, material misrepresentation, which is lying, saying I'm going to do one thing, but I'm doing the other. And the other one, uh, there's there's a string clause um, without swearing is is basically saying if they do something dumb, the the company that's one thing they made a mistake. If they do something very 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 dumb, there has to, there's an opportunity to to get your investment back in the form yeah. of an insurance claim. And there's all kinds of legal language around that. Yeah, but so, this is really so important. Just to close on that, so it basically gives the investor say, hey, don't worry about them lying, seeing, cheating. You're investing with somebody online that you might not know. They might be a stranger. Get confident that those things are controlled for. Get excited about the business. Is that a business you want to support? Is that a business that, that is going to reach your goal as an investor? The rest of it can be neutralized. And that was really the intention around the two-sided marketplace and why we built Tiger Mark to support all these different stakeholders. Yeah, it, it, it really is critically important because so often in this arena, right? When we're talking about crowdfunding offerings, people raising $100,000, half a million dollars, uh, it's often early money. Yep. Uh, the, the, the people are unknown. Uh, they don't have a track record. And that that the presence of a little bit of insurance mm-hmm. that backstop against the things that are the hardest to test for, right? The lying, cheating, and stealing. Um, that's really, I think, a big deal and should mm-hmm. give investors a lot of comfort. And um, issuers <clears throat> are usually represented by attorneys. And attorneys have raised an interesting question in, in my discussions. And they, they've kind of said, well, the presence of the insurance may invite mm-hmm. investor claims that wouldn't otherwise happen. Um, how do you respond to, to that question? Because I thought that was an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, I would probably not want to disclose all the kind of inner workings of the policy, but what we're really trying to prevent is that one squeaky wheel investor that has $2,500 in and for relevant reasons or irrelevant reasons, again, the bad hair day, or, Hey, I think they're, I think they lied. Right. Satisfying that person versus allowing that snowball to create 
um, mm-hmm. a class action lawsuit uh, is really, really valuable and saves a lot of time, money, and, and, and candidly, a heartache, um, which is kind of what the insurance is there to support. Yeah. Um, so I recognize it. I think it is a valid um, question to ask. I also believe that is uh, it's it, it's anchored in the way the world used to be, right? And so I don't disagree with that comment. Um, it's also been thought of and accounted for. Yeah. So as you're thinking about this as the as the uh, policy writer, as the company who's on the hook for this risk, you're okay with issuers talking about their coverage, even though some might reasonably argue that that could invite a claim. You're saying it's we man we have a strategy for managing this risk we accept that risk and we're happy to have our covered issuers tell the world they have coverage is that right correct yeah and you think about what the, what we're trying to really get accomplished here right and if you go back to uh, listen i'm not going to talk about you know london and, and why insurance was created right but when you we're here to enable an industry to grow to go take risks to go do something new Right. And so ultimately, that symbol creates that, that level of comfort in a new online transaction, or presumably has the opportunity to, to contribute to that. Right. It has the ability to neutralize certain risks that an investor might be concerned about. It certainly has the opportunity in, in with, with full confidence, um, provides protection against the company who's concerned about these new risks of, hey, I'm bringing on 1,000, 5,000 people I don't know, right? Which I think is if you're at a big law firm um, that has been used to doing IPOs, um, you're going to want to steer your customer away from these types of things, unless there's insurance. We unlock that. We let these companies access um, the ability to bring the crowd in and all the value propositions. Whether you are you know, a large company that's trying to be, you know, a unicorn, or if you're the local brewery, right, that wants to have a community-based um, support, uh, we neutralize those risks um, on both sides of, of of the transaction. Yeah. Now, David, you've had some remarkable successes in the past, uh, including a little professional hockey. <laughs> but uh, tell us a little bit about how Assurely fits into your life story. Yeah, I, it's not. It is a natural one, but um, it's a little. So basically, when, when you're a quote unquote jock and you're no longer good enough to be a quote unquote jock, um, <laughs> what do you end up doing? You find a prepackaged financial product to go sell. Right. And that's kind of what happened. Um, I grew up in small town Midwest. Uh, I didn't have pedigree to get into one of the big banks. Um, and so I found myself into an exciting environment in the insurance industry, which generally is a fascinating industry. The worst part about being in insurance is telling people you're in insurance. 
<laughs> once you get through that stigma, um, and again, it's one of the things that we're trying to to uh, to to adjust and solve for. But once you get through that, it is a wonderfully dynamic industry with with brilliant people. Um, some of the challenges are the business model, value proposition, expectations. Um, there is certainly is the opportunity to run to the middle in insurance and survive. Um, a lot of these things just kind of contribute to the fact that there's less than 35% of all small businesses, um, a McKinsey poll that came out recently, are happy with their insurance coverage or their insurance provider. That's terrible. I mean, insurance, uh, under, we're in the business of ultimately selling trust, right? And the research points that the insurance industry and people actually aren't trusted. It's a fundamental business model debt and problem, right? And so I think it, it, it takes some special people to kind of take a, take a step back and say, hey, what are we actually trying to do here, right? Um, and I think with that lens, um, you know, we've had some success, not just me personally in a past life, but I think uh, the Shirley team has had some success professionally. And it's really given us the opportunity um, to look at it and say, hey, we don't need our vanity checkmark on LinkedIn, right? We kind of already have that. We, we don't need people to tell us we're, we're good at what we do or we know what we're doing, et cetera, et cetera. And that's really allowed us to, to not build something just for the sake of having a good business, but building something that's actually needed in the industry that then translates into financial success for the stakeholders and, and the, uh, the shareholders. Um, and so I think growing up in a, in, in the environment of, uh, sports where you're like, you do the work, you do the practice, you prepare, you practice good habits upstream. It produces downstream results, uh, applying those basic concepts, um, from a, uh, uh, I don't call it strict background, but very like, you know, you be a good person when you, when you shake somebody's hand, you look them in the eye. Yes, please. No, thank you. These, I don't call them basic, but these kind of common decencies and these these habits and these best practices as being a relevant human being, not a relevant, but just being a, a what's constituted as a good human being, translates in spades um, when, you, when you start applying them to the business environment, and, and in our case, insurance. Um, and so I think it's been more of the habit creation that sports created for me um combining that with a wonderful like i come from a fantastic i i i recognize i i have a luxury I, I come you know i was born in the united states um i come from the middle class um i'm a male i'm white uh, shit's supposed to work out for me if it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it's on it's on me right i recognize yeah. that privilege right yeah. and i don't take it for granted um and so taking those 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 lessons, um, my ability to be well-educated, um, all that stuff and translating that in, into just something that actually makes sense. Um, and, and having the, 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 I don't know, the confidence in other folks that, Hey, I think you're going on the right path and it makes things a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Well, David, you know, the, the success you've had is is impressive and, and your innovation with the Shirley and Tiger Mark is really exciting. Uh, 
what do you see as your superpower? Ooh. Uh, well, and I don't know if I was necessarily successful in, in this in this conversation, but I think, um, particularly with insurance, I think just because this is uh, what I'm spending the majority of my time on right now, is I think it's, there's there's a part of what I do is is taking complex ideas, taking complex things, and simplifying them and making them digestible. Uh, I don't know how well I did particularly in as it relates to Tiger Mark. Um, and it's a continuing thing I'd, I'd like to, uh, I, I focus or I, I work towards and continue to practice. But I think, you know, creating or taking complex ideas, complex concepts, um, and communicating them effectively in a simple, digestible way. Uh, I'm happy with, I'm happy with my success there. Yeah. Well, I, I think that is uh, an incredibly important superpower that all of us would like to be able to emulate you know for crying out loud the, the world is complex and being able to understand it requires that we take some of those complex ideas and uh, simplify them uh you mm -hmm. know i think of you know i'm a big climate change nerd and uh, i'm not an expert in any legitimate sense but but I, I I'm well enough aware of the you know the issues right that the uh, to understand we talk about greenhouse gases and a lot of the stuff that we talk about it are are really metaphors that allow us to simplify understanding the physics behind a warming planet right this idea of a greenhouse trapping sunlight inside mm. that's that's a simplification right and so uh, being able to you know, having been an early scientist, right, and figuring out how to start using that kind of a metaphor around climate change, for instance, would be a big deal. And you're doing some of the same things in insurance. Can you think of a uh, a particular success you've had in your career where you did exactly that? You took a complex idea, made it simple, and that was a key in, in accomplishing a successful thing that you're proud of? Um, I think it's, it's, yeah, uh, I think Tiger Mark is a representation of that. Um, there, the interesting part about Tiger Mark is it's complex to people who it doesn't necessarily apply to, right? So if it's something that isn't relevant to their day to day or isn't relevant to something that, that they have any knowledge about, or, or isn't something that, uh, even is applicable to them, it's complex, right? I think for the people that uh, have gone through it before, it is, it's actually kind of wild. Uh, Devin, early on, we built the product so that there was no application, no forms to fill out. Um, and uh, in the beginning, people, people were like, what's the catch? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, how, how is this possible? Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we added a little bit of friction into the workflow. We started asking a couple of questions, right? We already had the information, right? We added a couple of questions. And what it did is, is people, uh, it, it, was, it, it, it wasn't as much of a change from their existing experience. 
it's kind of like, think of it as an analogy, uh, like the easy pass, right? So if the, if the insurance experience, um, which still exists for the majority of small businesses, is you're on the Jersey Turnpike or, or whatever state you're in, and there was the person at the toll booth, you walked up, you, get, or you got the ticket, you went to the where you came off uh, the highway, you gave your $6.40, and you had to have change in, in, in one of the cup holders. To the evolution, the various steps along the way of you had to, okay, cool, now then there was a light and the, and the arm went up. To you had the, the pass on your windshield. To today, I, I live in Austin, um, you're going up 183 and they're snapping pictures of your license plate and sending you a bill. And so I think what was interesting to us around is we could build for the easy pass that exists today, but the consumer experience had to walk through the evolution in the mic, uh, um, uh, a couple different, a couple different stops along the way before they got comfort. Yeah. It was, it was wild. So if you want to talk about what insurance consumers really, really want, um, a lot of the insurance industry is building for this just zero friction. Um, and it's actually the third, sometimes even the fourth priority for an end user, right? And I, and I can break this up into consumers, people who buy, you know, travel insurance or, or homeowners or, or auto coverage into small businesses, right? Two very, very specific uh, uh, folks. Um, the biggest thing is it was a gating emotion the biggest thing they wanted to get accomplished is they wanted to feel like they weren't making a mistake until you got them comfortable with that. They were not making a mistake by doing something. You weren't going to be able to engage with them. And part of that is trust. Part of that is, is um, reputation. Part of it is a lot of other things. Um, but what, what we were not expecting is adding a couple um, additional steps of friction was going to help people trust you. It was like kind of counterintuitive, but, the data is the data, right? Yeah. Um, it also allowed us to kind of get engaged with them, talk them through it, uh, a lot of other stuff. So uh, proud to say we're back to probably what half the folks are just using it with the click of a button um, and another half are, are still going through the process. That's great. Uh, it's an interesting uh, evidence of your superpower. <clears throat> as we as we think about your, your superpower, I wonder, you know, as a CEO, you've got plenty of people who look up to you for advice and counsel. And I can't imagine you've never had the opportunity to, to coach people a little bit on how to develop this ability, uh, maybe in specific cases uh -huh. rather than general. But, but think now with us, what would be some tips to begin learning to do this better help us think through how yeah. we can all take complexity and distill it down into simpler ideas oh i wish the team was here for this right they don't they all <laughs> we'll let them listen we'll let yeah. them listen. uh so there's a couple of things and so I, i'm i'm borderline obnoxious about this um there's a couple there's a couple of things first and foremost you and excuse i, I know i swore earlier and trying not to you just you gotta give a crap that's first and foremost, yeah. like just care. That's one. Yeah. Two, there's something a little more tangible is the personas. The, the, if you can increase the intimacy with the, the counterparty, the person you're, you're communicating with, 
or you're building a product for, right? Um, when you humanize them, when you have empathy for them, what, right, versus just like they are a recipient of a product. Uh, your ability to communicate with them, your ability to adjust product and workflow and experience in the whole nine yards, uh, your ability to put yourself in their shoes, you can now describe the thing as it relates to them. Um, insurance is, is wild. It's, we're not the stars. We're supposed to be in the shadows. We're here to support and, and enable you, Devin, to go build a, a business and, and, and have a, a platform that, that adds a ton of value. We're we're just we're making sure that you're safe doing that, right? Um, and so our level of intimacy with you, with the other companies raising capital, with the concerns and the needs of the investors, right? Uh, that is really a contributing factor. So really diving in deep and really really intimately understanding who they are, what they need, why the why yeah. behind them, et cetera. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, great, great advice, David. Now, uh, before we wrap up, I wonder if you'd just take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Assuredly and Tigermark. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it's so easy to sign up. Maybe you'd tell people, just take 30 seconds to tell people how to sign up. Uh, and then uh, be sure to add how people can connect with you personally, because people yeah. will want to connect with you and maybe your team. Yeah, for those that that are uh, interested in things your team can help with. Got it. Uh, the first place to go access TigerMark is through your relevant crowdfunding uh, portal platform attorney. Um, you're going to get a significantly better price by uh, one of our approved partners. Um, so ask your part at the people that you are working with. Um, the, the price is literally going to be 25 to 50% cheaper. That's not, that's not like we invented the question mark. That is, those are real numbers. Um, if you access it through one of our approved partners, uh, the second is you can ping our website directly, um, and engage with our team. It's, it's www.assurely.com. Um, and you can find the tiger mark, uh, uh, landing page in there. I believe it's tigermark.assurely.com, but, uh, and I should know that, but the team's going to kill me. Um, and then me, uh, I'm active on LinkedIn. I'm relatively active on LinkedIn. Um, uh, so if what, what I don't respond to are folks that just say, I want to connect. Um, so if, if there's, Hey, I, I want to connect because I saw you on, uh, Devin's podcast or because I have this agenda item with you, uh, but I'm active on LinkedIn almost on a daily basis. Great, great. Well, thank you so much, uh, David. We really are grateful for you taking the time to do this. We're excited about what you're doing. And I, I recognize that this is a critical piece in really exploding uh, impact crowdfunding, You know, where I focus my time and attention is on what I call impact crowdfunding. And, and we, we need to remove all of the friction we possibly can. And you are removing some friction. So I'm excited about what you're mm-hmm. doing. I want to see you succeed because I think it's essential for this movement of impact crowdfunding to succeed. I, I, so I we, appreciate We want to see you succeed. I appreciate that. And, and we won't succeed unless the industry does. So, you know, for our our job really here is to adjust to the needs of what you, what you want, what you need, what your, what your counterparts. Um, so feedback, feedback, feedback. 
um, we're nimble, um, we're thoughtful about what we're doing. And so if, if there is a need and, and it is a relevant need, we can adjust for it. Fantastic. All righty. Well, David, let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.